Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts before the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Las Vegas Raiders in week three of the 2023 NFL season. This is the Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you with this podcast. It's a little bit better than last week, but still not what it normally is when it comes to actually being last minute thoughts. Yes, these thoughts are now coming on game day. But the Steelers don't play until Sunday night. But unlike last week, it's the day of the game. All the roster moves have been done that can be done. So really the only thing that's left before this one is the inactives 90 minutes before the game starts. And everything else should be ready to roll, barring any crazy surprises. Because, you know, it's the NFL. There could always be a crazy surprise. We've had them before. Uh, mainly the 2020 season is when you would get those crazy surprises uh, that with fans are kind of got a little bit used to having to deal with things changes at the last minute, but you know what? Not this time. So let's just get rolling with some of these things. As I already said, the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling for their first regular season road game of the 2023 NFL season. They're headed to Las Vegas. This is the first time the Steelers will be facing the Raiders in Las Vegas since they made that move in 2020. So, yes, obviously the Steelers are are facing the Raiders on Sunday night football. That means the game will be shown nationally on NBC. That makes it Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth on the play-by-play. Steelers fans are getting a little spoiled two weeks in a row of having nationally televised games for those that don't get to see them otherwise. But it shouldn't be an issue with the game. There's with there uh, unless you don't get NBC, then of course there's going to be a problem. But uh, it's nationwide, so Steelers fans should be happy to be able to catch this one. All right, now how is it going to work? Well, the Steelers at this time, and this is late Saturday night. The Steelers are still two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Raiders with the over-under being 43. I thought it was interesting after the Raiders got kicked in the teeth by the Buffalo Bills last week that the the game ended up being, you know, it was about a pickle. Maybe the Steelers were favored by a point and everything. And even though the Steelers beat the Browns, it was the way that things played out. It went back to the Steelers being underdogs again. Now, they are not – as big of an underdog, close to almost the standard three-point home. I don't, I don't want to call it a gift, but it's it's what the home team generally gets by hosting. It's usually three points towards the spread. So in other words, this game really could go either way. Now, there's some people that are like, oh, the Steelers, West Coast, Pacific time zone, not so good. Steelers, prime time. 
generally pretty good. Steelers in Las Vegas, we don't know. Never been there. Raiders in Las Vegas, they have a losing record. They, 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 are, they are even on the road over the same amount of time while they have a losing record at home. I'm pretty sure, I uh, don't have it in front of me, but if going from memory from Steeler Stat Geek this week, that they are 11 and 14. Actually, that wasn't Steeler Stat Geek. That was um, on the preview that we talked about that one, that they're 11 and 14 in Las Vegas. So, yeah, we got to see how this plays out. There's not really a lot to go through there. Now, before we get to our quick break, I usually talk about the weather. Oh, yeah, talk about you know how things could affect the game. I had to double-check this one just to make sure because I couldn't remember because the Steelers hadn't played there before. Don't have to worry about the weather in Vegas. Why? Because it's a dome. Now, it's it's one of those that, that uses where, where, it's, where they can use the natural light, but also it's a night game. So even, well, I, I guess the sun won't have gone down whenever they kick off because of it being in Las Vegas. But as the game goes on, you don't even have to worry about the natural light. But it is in a dome, so you don't have to worry about the weather. So we're going to go ahead, take a quick break, come back, talk about those last-minute roster moves and some of the keys to victory. So stick around, and we'll be right back. All right, Steelers fans, let's get rolling here with some quick last-minute thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to be quick this time. Yeah, I say that every week, but let's see if I can actually pull it off this time. All right, when it comes to any injury news or anything going on with either team, there wasn't that much. There wasn't any change of statuses that I could find. Man, it was actually hard to find info on the Raiders. Their own website didn't really have very good information. But I did find that... They had they announced that they signed defensive end Isaac Rochelle to the active roster. I hope I pronounced that that properly, but I don't think it was that he that he was signed to the fifty three. I think he was elevated from the practice squad. It was one of those things. It's like okay, come on Raiders, report your news a little bit better. Well, they didn't, and he's also been a player that that has been elevated. Every game so far this season, this will be his third one. So he's going to actually have to go through waivers after this game. Um, um, wait a second. I don't know if he has to go through waivers after the game, but I think he can revert back. But they can't They can't add him. They can't elevate him again until he's signed to the squad and then released and things like that nature. So I got a little bit ahead of myself there. So just thought I'd correct that one. So um, that's the Raiders. Not a lot going on there. But let's talk about the Steelers. The Steelers – made a practice squad elevation that I actually anticipated. And it was the same one as last week. They elevated running back Quadri Olison, who last week did not play on offense for the Steelers. He's the third running back. He played five plays on special teams. That's it. So that's what the Steelers did there. And you're probably wondering why. Why did they do that? Didn't they sign a running back this week? Well, actually – they did sign a running back this week. So what are they doing? Why did the Steelers elevate yet a, a fourth running back? This has happened before. The Steelers will elevate someone from the practice squad if they feel like the new player that they signed to the 53 was not ready to go. That new player was Godwin Iguabuke. I think I got that right. I'm, I'm going with it. They signed him as a running back off of the Atlanta Falcons practice squad. You can't sp- sign a player off of a practice squad to your own practice squad. you got to sign them directly to 53. So what it is is the Steelers know that they had Olison on there, 
on their practice squad and that they could elevate him two more times while they while they bring in Iguabuque and they have him for they have to keep pay him for at least three weeks because he came off of another team's practice squad. This has everything to do with the Anthony McFarland going on IR. Um, this, that's the three players that the Steelers have added. Those, the same positions are the three that they put on IR because of Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson and Anthony McFarland. So that was the only move for the Steelers. And that means they will now have six players on their inactive list. But all that really, I'm telling you now, that just means that Iguabuque will be inactive. I would be shocked if he wasn't, because why else would you elevate the player from the practice squad? And it makes sense because it's that acclimation period. Steelers did that last year with defensive tackle. They would bring up Renal Wren. I think it was – I'm going to get the name wrong. I was thinking it was Jonathan Marshall, but I'm not 100% sure that they had signed. It was on the 53, but was having an active and had someone from the practice squad they would elevate. Um, just kind of how the business of that works now in the NFL with those rules. All right, so let's talk about the game itself. Keys to victory, I think most Steelers fans know. The offense has to do something. The offense has to do something. And we can complain all we want to with Steelers fans about the bad play calling, about the offensive coordinator. That's still the offensive coordinator for this game. There's nothing we can we're, we're going to do about that. There's not that's not going to be news between when I record this now and when the Steelers play that they have a different offensive coordinator. So all that we can hope for is that it is better. But that's only part of it because yes, they they hopefully they have an improved game plan. But the biggest thing is is the execution of it. The Steelers have to on offense, particularly they have to be able to execute plays better. The passes need to be on target. The blocks need to be done properly. Sometimes I, I, when I look at the offensive line, it seems like they're just not sure who they're supposed to block. Hopefully they're getting that all straightened up. They've gone against two great defensive fronts the first two weeks. And yes, even though the Raiders have a great player in Max Crosby, I think uh, it's him and then everybody else. It's not like it's an, like this amazing front four or front five. I'm pretty sure it's four for them um, that, that they're going against. So the, the the offensive line needs to get it going both in the in pass protection and the run game. All these things need to come together for the Steelers to be better. Now, do I expect everything to come together great? I don't. Do I expect things to be better and be improving each week? Absolutely. And the one thing that I would like to see improve the most is the offensive line because that's who I am and that's what I'm looking for. So on offense, you've just got to be more efficient. You've just got to execute better. And on defense, I think it really comes to, you could say tackling, which I definitely agree. I'm going to say finishing plays. Got to finish the play. Too many times the Steelers haven't finished. And of course, how do you finish a play? By making a tackle. So, in essence, it's saying the same thing. That's that's really important. So what what's coming on? What what do I expect here? I think the Steelers are going to need to generate some splash once again this week. Now, I'd love to see another score, not by the offense. Am I laying it on the defense? No. Would I love to see like a great punt return? Uh made, you know, to set up a score even for a touchdown or or a kickoff return or a block punt in that manner, or forcing a, a big turnover in special teams. Yeah, I th- I think for some reason, something about, about it with me says that special teams are going to need to come through in, in a good way 
for the Steelers. Part of that is, is because the Steelers' first road game of the last two seasons, special teams have had to come through in order to make some, some key plays. Now, both of those were in week one in the last two years because we know the Steelers hadn't been opening up at home. So that's just kind of how it was. So my thing is, do I expect the Steelers to come out and suddenly be this team that looks how they did in the preseason? I do not. Do I expect something to give because the Steelers are tied for third in sacks in the NFL and the Raiders haven't haven't surrendered a sack? I do. Now, the Raiders get the ball out really fast is one of those things. But I think the Steelers can come in, key to stop the run, make, make those, you know, try to take away those those short, quick passes. And and maybe, bottom line is, I think the Steelers even has to make Jimmy G beat them. Jimmy G's got to be the guy that wins the game. And if, and if he can beat them, then there you go. The Steelers have only faced it one time, and that was Minka Fitzpatrick's first game and the Steelers' first game without Ben Roethlisberger in 2019 when he was injured. So... It should be fun. Good chance to watch them in primetime again. Big, It's kind of a big deal if you think about it. Are the Steelers going to be 1-2 and two going into Houston, or are they going to be 2-1? and one? If they're 2-1 and one with a chance to go 3-1 and one going into Houston, that's huge. That's really going to help this team out early in the season, even if it's not winning in the prettiest of ways. But if they're 1-2 and two going to Houston, then it's like, oh, hey, you got to have that game in order to, to – to, to, to bring him even. Not that I'm wanting to talk about the following week. I'm just saying that's what the repercussions of this game is going to be. That two and one versus one and two, really big to, to figure out, to kind of know the direction that this team's gonna, gonna gonna be taking leading up to the bye week, which is only which is only a couple more games away. So make sure you've got your terrible towels ready, that you are good to go. If you had a chance to get to Vegas to watch this game, that is fantastic. But if not, enjoy your Sunday until the Steelers kick off. And as we always say to close these out, go Steelers.